Thanks for downloading the Sunranto Show. For early and ad-free access to Sunranto, please become a subscriber at patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto, where you'll have access to not only this show early and ad-free, but also our daily Cubs pod, which lets you know what happened in the Cubs game and all the Cubs news that's fit to print on a daily basis. Patreon.com slash sunranto. Don't make me tell you again. Enjoy the show. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Boutros Golly. Sunrento. Michael. Sunrento, Sunrento, and the love of Okay, okay, okay. We get the idea. Okay, we understand. We understand. <laughs> Welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. My name is Danny Rocket. We've got a lot to get through. Uh, the Sarah Sun is Ranto. so unimpressed with that long call. Sarah is busy. She's got a fantasy draft going on. The football season's about to start. She's picking her players. She's going whole hog right now. Um, but uh, this show, the Sun Ranto Show, is brought to you by our 114 Patreon supporters subscribers uh thank you very much for supporting us at patreon.com slash sunranto and of course blake beard's tickets down the third baseline michael you sat in blake beard's tickets why just the other day you were down there on the third baseline in blake beard seats i did they they were wonderful seats they're right on the aisle too which is great like you can just pop up uh there's a bathroom directly behind us back in the seat you know you don't miss anything it's great and uh, d- did you see a victory? I-, I believe you saw a victory. I did see that, a victory. Yeah, again, over the Brewers. We're going to talk yeah. about that in a little bit with Eric Wheelow, who's going to come on the show and explain why he was so wrong about the Brewers winning all the games and uh, putting the the little Cubs to bed. They did not do that. Um, it's also brought Sunrance's show is also brought to you by Rogue Wave Creative for all your branding, graphic, and web design needs. And the Cubs PS Plus podcast, the Northside Numbers game, which I listen to this very day. Mike Waller's podcast. Very good. Was there a new one out today? No, no, I'm just oh, behind. It's an old, okay. Just I was going to say, because I listen to the PS Plus all the time, and, uh, and, and I was, like, working outside, like, working on crap all day, and I didn't have – anything to listen to and i was just like oh i mean outside of the cubs game but that only lasted an, an hour and 59 minutes and so. of course sarah and my show uh cup of cubby blue uh, i'm sure you listen to that religiously i do in fact um so and sarah sanchez is here and what what are you doing you're picking in your fantasy draft right now <laughs> who do you got yeah who, I'm, I don't in the know middle, any football I'm in the player, middle but... of a fantasy football draft at the moment we'll see how that goes uh i've never done a show while actually drafting unless it was a draft preview 
um, <laughs> this is which live, I which people. I have done, but usually for baseball, and I'm usually like, well, way more prepared to talk about that. So this is just kind of me doing stuff. Well, we appreciate you coming on and filling in for IFG, who's not here tonight. She's got a prior commitment. Uh, she's well, at a le- it is a holiday. Yeah, I mean, a- it is Labor Day. People had things going on today, except for. People us. like us yeah. who literally just hung out and watched Cubs baseball all day. And hashtag chance in the chat. Yeah, she's actually at a, a Labor Day barbecue as we speak uh, for her. Uh, I think it's her boyfriend's parents or I yeah. something. Well, like you know, before we get off of that, Seattle taking the lead out there in the West. Now up by a game, amazingly. They are first place in the West. They were what? Four games back, five games back, not too long ago. Yeah, on fire. And uh, hashtag chance in the chat if you would like to win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom. But before we get started, I do want to just real quick before we forget, uh, Michael, you pointed out to me that Alex, our, our super rancher Alex was engaged this weekend. So I just wanted to shout out about that. Do, do you know any more details than that? I I, I do not, Alex. uh on the Discord, where uh, all the ranchers get together and we talk during the game and we talk daily about the Cubs and all the different things, you know, Alex jumped in there and told us all that uh, he got engaged. So, congratulations, Alex. Hell yeah. And um, tonight, we got lots going on. We, we're giving away, we, we forgot to do it last week, the Amazon prize of the month. If you shop through our links at sunranto.com slash stuff, uh, then we get to see the uh, all the items that were purchased. And one of those items is going to win a fabulous prize this evening. Also, Patreon prizes of the month. It is the 4th of September, which means it's the first Sun Ranto show of the month and we're giving the patreon prize of the month away and you can win a fabulous in the clutch t-shirt kind of like this one of clark flying the dong i mean (laughs) um so i want to real quick can we just talk about because we're going to bring on billy devore in five seconds talk all about this red series but i think we should just before we move on uh talk a little bit about today's game with uh justin Steele, man of steel Career high in strikeouts today, just a five nothing shutout of. And now the Giants haven't been playing well, but the but to shut them out, they are a wild card team. We need to step on some necks here and bury some teams. We didn't do that with the Reds by splitting with them this weekend. We just kind of let time come off the calendar. But um, say a Suzuki remains hot hits a dong uh cubs add on at the end added to their lead at the end shut them out sarah was at the game so uh, she was out there getting sunburned um vibes sarah how yeah. was how was it out there today oh the i mean i was not getting sunburned uh i was getting suntanned and, and the vibes were good man cubs were the cubs were winning the vibes were good justin Steele was absolutely dealing um i felt really great for most of this game and I am Justin Steele was nails uh it's Steele day is turning into musty TV yeah and just now I asked the question in the ranters page but okay right now Cubs are a playoff team who starts game one Justin Steele you can't nobody else starts that game what are you talking about the dude just shut out innings and struck out 12 
Who else is no, going to start no, that no. game? You, you need to start the series with a win, and that is Justin Steele's job. That's what he brings to this team. He's so good right now. I mean, and if if you're going to need him later in the series for any reason, you want him going right away so that he's available if for whatever reason it does, you know, come back around to his spot. Yeah, Will Will points out that steel is the deal in his YouTube. <laughs> you can uh, also like us on on YouTube and like us on Facebook and uh, comment in the on, in the Facebook chat, and we'll bring your comments on the show. If anybody has any different answer than Justin Steele as a game one starter in the playoffs, I'd like to hear it. Um, Assad, anybody for Assad <laughs> in his gusty would like to- performance? If it's not steel, we need to know right now so that we can call the proper authorities and have a health check. Yes. They're coming, to t- they're coming to take me away. Ha ha. <laughs> um, yeah. Patrick also points out, it says steel Hendricks wicks at this point. I think I, I would go uh, more of an Assad than a wicks. I like I what I've seen. That. I like, I like the fact that we have four players that are options here though. Um, I don't know. So the Hendricks, I don't know. I like Hendricks and Wicks, uh, you know, but maybe you go for four, you go to the Assad or you do a Wicks Assad, uh, piggyback and you just leave the bullpen out of the game. You might have to, (laughs) (laughs) you might have to. So, um, yeah, great win. I think it's wonderful to start a a homestand like this. Logan Webb, by the way, for the Giants, did not pitch badly. That was a tough game. You know, he just he left the one pitch up for Saya and got destroyed for it. You know, and but he was out there. He pitched six point two innings. They only wow. used two pitchers in this in this game, but yeah, he gave up all well three earned runs, but still. You know that I'm what I'm saying is the Cubs did not get by on a cheap like win. You know they didn't beat a bad pitcher. Uh, Logan Webb was pretty good. No, the game was like only two hours long. Like Sarah, did you even feel like you got your money's worth? Like you were. Oh just yeah, I definitely. There and I got to watch Justin Steele strike out twelve. Like I definitely got my yeah. money's worth. But beyond that, you know, it just. It was a hitter's day at Wrigley. It was 90 degrees. The wind was blowing out most of the time. Sometimes not hard, but sometimes pretty hard. Both of those starting pitchers had such impressive performances. Yeah. But yeah, the game went um, an hour and 59 minutes. With the exception of yesterday, there have been quite a few pitchers duels lately, and uh, that includes the Milwaukee series that we're going to talk to Eric Wheelow about. But I, I think we should bring on to talk about a couple of really close games that the Cubs did not end up on the right side of. Let's bring on our friend straight from the stage at Binsky's Chicago Bar of Cincinnati, Ohio. It's Billy DeVore. Welcome to the Sunranto Show. How you doing? Hello. Great. Have you guys said jet fuel can't melt steel beams yet? (laughs) 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 Jump right in with the conspiracy theories. There we go. I was I was actually at a Labor Day party yesterday and I I was talking about how uh, the JFK assassination was an inside job. Right. Which 
I mean, that's common knowledge, right? Like everybody knows that there's no way Lee Harvey Oswald was the lone gunman. Like, I mean, yeah. at least ever since we all saw Kevin Costner prancing around that courtroom in that movie, like we're all like, yeah, yeah. There's too I many. I never watched that movie. Too many. So- too many holes in it. But anyway, I was telling the story, like almost like we all assume there's something else going on. And some guy goes, uh, he's like, no, I actually believe in vaccines and I actually don't believe. That. I was like, no, no. It's like, why are we extrapolating it to that? Like, um, <laughs> but, a slightly, yeah, Har- slightly yeah. different version of a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Lee Harvey Oswald was placed there by Moderna. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. What, what nobody knows is that JFK was carrying a deadly disease. <laughs> yeah. And well, it was cr- chlamydia. So the, the strongest theory is like, I guess his Secret Service crew went out and partied hard the night before and they like didn't sleep. They were at a strip club going out, having a great time in Dallas. And then they were like, they're in the car, or whatever. And Lee Harvey Oswald shot and missed. And it, scared one of the the secret service guys and he fumbled his gun and shot jfk that's supposedly what happened so that's the magic bullet yes the magic <laughs> bullet was because of some 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 lady named mercedes well th- thank thank you billy for i don't know that anyone has ever come on and derailed the show quite so completely and quickly as what you just did. That was impressive. Yeah. Thank you. I've, I've oh. had plenty of practice on here doing it. So I, I was ready to derail it too. I was bored. Um, and so now I wasn't bored this weekend though, because what, a, what a time we had, we had a live podcast on Saturday before the game. Um, I, I went to both games, of the doubleheader and, Here's the concoction that we came up with over it. Now, let me get to put a picture up right now. We, I had to eat this, people. I had, Billy made me eat this, but not only made me eat this. And what I've let me describe it to the podcast listeners. There's a slice of La Rosa's pizza, and on top of it is a chili cheese dog, otherwise known as a cheese coney. And I was supposed to bite into this at the same time as it was being used as a malort luge. So the bartender, no, the owner of the place, a guy named Keel, came over, and as I put the uh, Sky Rosa, this, that's what this is called, the, the, the Billy DeVore event, invented Sky Rosa. No, no, you did not invent it, right? He's just in, an enthusiast. Bill, <laughs> Billy made me eat this, though, as a shot of malort uh, was poured into my mouth while I bit the Sky Rosa, and um, it was terrible. Like it was. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> yeah, that was predictably awful. Stunner. Yeah, you got two two powerhouses of Malort and Sky Rosa. How could we go wrong? Well, what really grossed me out was when the bun became soaked in Malort, and I kept oh. trying to eat the hot dog, Stop. and I was like. Mm. <laughs> It so, was so good. I don't care. I thought it was great. The sweet, sweet gasoline taste of Malort mixing <laughs> with, with the, the sweetness of the chili and the saltiness of the pepperoni and the hot dog. There was a oh. lot going on. That's for sure. And the, one thing that I loved about Binsky's, though, and I got to put a picture up here of the shots oh, that we took. Oh, hold on. Malort. I love Robert Sanchez's comment here. Uh, why? So you could vomit once instead of twice, <laughs> which I love that idea. Just mixing garbage food so that you only have to vomit one time. Well, even, yeah, it's a package deal, dude. 
even better, we had more to vomit because we took shots of Malort out of ashtrays, as is the tradition at this particular establishment, Binsky's, in the, uh, what's the name of the, the Camp Washington neighborhood mm-hmm. of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's really inventive. Like, I've never seen that in Chicago, but it seems like something we'd do. <laughs> yeah, it would. And Keel's like, just everything that he does, it takes it to the next level. Like, why I love that bar is because of him, all that stuff. And then they have a meat raffle every Friday. A meat raffle, you say? Yeah. Doesn't that sound like the perfect place where I would hang out? <laughs> really sounds like the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> I bought he, 10 raffle tickets for this T-bone. He said it was a huge success, too. Mm-hmm. The, the meat oh, raffle. Yeah. Um, I, actually, I think I've got a picture of the meat raffle sign. Let me see if I can bring that up real quick. Um, it's uploading as we speak. You're going to have to wait yeah. for it. So live. the background of uh, the live pod was the meat raffle poster. Pretty awesome. Nice. Yeah. So $5 drinks, too. And uh, no, we had a great time. Your uh, podcast partner, Chris, was there. And we all caught the the game later that night. And I, I thought we had a great conversation. Uh, and there's Josh in the background. There's uh, us in the upper deck watching the uh, Cubs get walked off on on Saturday night. Happened twice with you, oh. Billy. Like Because we were together on Friday night, too. Same game, almost exactly. Um, and, uh, but we had a good time and you know, what I enjoyed about having the uh, conversation is that it's not only do I get to know more about the Reds and that, you know, because you watch them every single day, every single game. And, um, but it's, what's interesting is like you, you make me kind of a Reds fan in a way, because I'm seeing it through your eyes because this Reds team is so young and exciting and they let the kids play. They were supposed to lose 102 games. They're not going to do that. Uh, they're they're sniffing a wi- they're sniff sniffing a wild card spot as we speak. They just split with the Cubs. Walked off on us twice with guys I never even heard of before five minutes ago. And it's just like you must be so like walking on clouds right now with this team that wasn't expected to be good. That's exactly where I'm at. I mean, if and. It, they're so young. They're so good. There's so much upside. And it's, and it's so, it happens so quickly because of what happened last year. Coming on and talking to you about the pain of getting rid of everybody and going through a really quick rebuild. And I was just the optimist in, in all of this. Just like, hey, just wait it out. See what happens. You can be upset that they traded away Jesse Winker. You can be upset that they traded away Eugenio Suarez, two guys that everybody loved. Be upset. I get it but also kind of look a little bit, look three steps ahead. And those three steps ahead only just being ended up being one. And it's just so much fun to see these guys just come together and play and to go through what they've gone through too. Like today, Brandon Williamson was supposed to start on Sunday for you against you guys. Got COVID. Yeah. There was a COVID outbreak. Like it's 2020 in the, in the, in the clubhouse. It's insane. We, you know, two of the guys went out with COVID. The other guy went out Ashcraft with a stress fracture in his big toe. So it's like, there's three of our five starting pitchers. And we hobbled together a bullpen game yesterday that eventually didn't work out. But today against the Mariners, they pulled it out and they found this guy. His name is R- Michael uh, Marito or Marriott. Marriott. 
and I, I tweeted out the photo. He played, since he played in his last MLB game, he played an independent league, he played over in Asia, and he played in the minors. He played for two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve different teams before the Reds found him to give us three quality innings. <laughs> and then DFA him. Look at that list. That's nuts. <laughs> you that said, I saw that he played in Tijuana, and, and it was like the he had to do the donkey show as part of his contract. It was just <laughs> really sad for him. Um, yeah, he he's throw, been through a lot. He's been through yeah, a lot. And and so he didn't throw spitballs. He actually took lines and juiced them on the ball to get a little bit more traction. But in the post game today, he said, he's like, look, I had a date, and if I wasn't going to hit that and be back in the pros, I was going to retire and go to Hawaii. That date was two days from today. Got the call up, came up, and it's just like, man, credit to the Reds for scouting department for just finding this guy, too. I mean, it's just plug in in any situation to get a a dub. I mean, it's it's wild. That's one of the big differences that the Reds have with the Cubs is that like you're talking about this really quick rebuild. It's because they've gone out and they found the guys that they need. They've developed the guys that they want. And then instead of being so scared to use the players they have, the Reds just keep bringing them out like all the time. Uh, The last game, that game four was, uh, was, it was a rookie pitcher out there that day. And, uh, it was like right. the seventh rookie pitcher that you guys have used this year. The only other team with that many rookies, the A's. And that's like a completely different situation. And, you know, it's small world. Uh, Nick Crawl, GM for the Reds and president of baseball operations, his first job in baseball was a bat boy for the A's. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> All How cool first. is that? Bill Sugas puts out his name was Spires. Oh, yes. yeah, from Double A. Yeah, he did a solid job. He popped up four innings, yeah. You'll bring up somebody from AA, and a lot of it's because you have to. Like, there is no no one else. We are, like, dicking around with – you know, all these, all these other guys all year long. And, and mostly it hasn't been pitchers. Well, maybe it has, if you consider like smiley, maybe on that list, but nobody that we've brought up that was young has performed anywhere close to where your guys are performing. And that's what's, I think, uh, been for, except for maybe Wicks, I think you could say, but like, yeah. um, and, and Assad, I guess, but he was here last year. I'm more talking about like a rookie, like a full on yeah. full fledged, but well, um, our, our thing is we didn't have a choice. You guys went out and signed Smiley. Like we brought in Luke Weaver. We let him start out of necessity because people were hurt. And as soon as they weren't, and we thought that we were getting like Nick Lodolo back, we DFA'd him and he went packing. Like we didn't make those moves. What I like what we talked about on Saturday, they weren't supposed to do this and they're just going to stick with their plan through the whole year. And winning is a byproduct of it. Right. Yeah. But- well, and it seemed, but it, I feel like it is a example of that the youth can do more because they believe in themselves. Now you had, you hit some skids in, yeah. in the year. I even saw some slappy, slappy base running, you know, they got picked off a couple times on Saturday night. You know, they were, they really weren't hitting you. You were lucky that the Cubs were so anemic with their bats uh, during some of those games. They didn't score any runs till the, mm-hmm. that very last game. Um, but, uh, 
you know, when, when I see that these young guys kind of believing in themselves and overachieving, sometimes when you're old and you're supposed to do it, you get in your own head and you can't do it. Like these Reds, not all of them are going to be good. Not all of them are going to be good as they're doing this year. Some of them are going to hit that sophomore jinx. They might be out of the league by two years, you know, or right. you know, like some like, of them. Like Ellie De La Cruz this week started trying to hit singles and isn't striking out by swinging at a slider in the dirt every time. He was not good day to day until this week where he was starting to put games together where he went one for three or two for four before he would go 0 for five with four strikeouts and a ground out, or he'd go five for five and hit for the cycle. So like we, they are hitting those slumps for sure. Now to say that letting them learn though, you're letting them uh, take their lumps and come out. Like we're so reticent to let these guys do it. In fact, we brought up Canario. Mm-hmm. We we brought up a prospect, and we haven't played him a single at bat. He's been up since the beginning for four or five days already. He's been up, yeah. and he is not. He played came up on the thirty fifth, thirty first. I did not say thirty fifth. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> the oh man! Of August. I'll have, I'll, yeah, I'll have what Cotton's having. Jesus. Yeah. Well, can, can I? Look, but. Look, Talk about cooling off a hot hitter. Let me put up Canario's numbers from August 1st through August 30th. So we get this guy up here and we're like, oh, you know, Morrell's been slumping a little bit. We've had, you know, some issues scoring runs. Let's uh, next hot hand up. Let's see what this guy who in the month of August in AAA slashed 305, 356, 635. Two for a 987 OPS had seven dogs in 95 at bats. Um, you know, he's striking out a lot, but you know, here he comes. We're going to see what he's going to do. Nope. We are not going to see what he's going to do because we're not going to play him. And that is exactly the opposite of what you guys are doing. If, in fact, you, I got, you, know, you know, who did get a chance? Uh, master Boney. We, sh- we saw him this week getting a pinch <laughs> yeah. hit and I'm just like, wait a, a second. Where's Canario? We're giving master Boney shots. at A freaking butt. And then David Ross said that I would say he's probably on the back end of the depth chart. So there's Ross GPT's answer there. And I uh, bring him up then. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Megan Montemuro says the Cubs believe it's valuable experience for Canario to be in this environment clubhouse, even if he's not playing. So I, what? Like he's I mean, like, there's at least we know now why PCA wasn't the player they called up because they want PCA to play baseball. And not, but what, what do they want but Canario? Why, to why do? would you would not want any of your young guys playing it's baseball? Very unclear. Bring up, I'm, I'm not saying it's. I'm not guys. saying. It's, if you're just going to sit him on a bench, there are old guys out there to bring up. Yeah. Oh, that is such a backwards, dumbass philosophy. Well, it's exactly the opposite of what you guys are doing. And that's yep. what that's what's driving me nuts. It's like we're, we're looking at it. And we're like, I mean, even when we think they're doing something, they're not doing it. <laughs> like, what, do they, what do you have to lose by playing this guy? If you lose because of an at bat that he has, then you shouldn't even fucking bring him up. You then you have other <laughs> issues. It's so stupid. Well, but Billy, let's be fair here. They can't lose. He can't make them lose if he never mm-hmm. bats. Right. That's a well, terrible argument. I would just sure. <laughs> it's just I like was, I couldn't even properly say it because it didn't make any sense. I Did disagreed. I-, <laughs> I disagreed with you on the thirty fifth. Like I get it. 
so like it's just like in the workplace like the best way to learn is by doing it and that's just everything all around what is he gonna get by sitting in a nice recliner not even he's sitting in a hot dugout in 100 degree heat in, in cincinnati because it was so <laughs> hot like you need to move that entire town to the north yeah, where it's a little bit cooler, just like, you know, especially as global warming is like getting a little hot and heavy, literally. And I, th- I think you need to move it like somewhere north of the Great Lakes, like to a nice place like Canada. Oh, entire don't country. even get me started. Are you advocating for moving the entire city of Cincinnati to, to Canada. Canada? I am okay. because it is way I too hot. I to make sure we're all on the same page here. No, I've, I yeah. sweated out my body weight like five times sitting in the stands. <laughs> I, I nearly passed out in game one. I hadn't slept much, but like I was up there. I just like couldn't even keep my eyes open. I thought I was going to die. I couldn't drink enough water to hydrate myself. I just stayed thirsty. Great um, American ballpark is a is a hot box. I mean, there yeah. is no shade in that ballpark anywhere. When you see it on the screen, when you're watching on TV, you, you can feel the heat come off of your television set. Like it is it yeah, looks it's rough. It's amazing. I've been to 36 baseball games this year and I have sat in that ballpark a lot and I have just gotten fatter. <laughs> Not sweating out, nothing. And you might be like, oh, is it the Sky Roses? No, it's too hot to enjoy one. <laughs> you know, I mean, the only thing that enjoy. keeps me away from the Sky Rosa is sitting at Great American Ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was brutal out there, but I and even more brutal was watching us get walked off off on two nights in a row, and especially after Javier Assad is a stud, and he yep. goes eight innings, ninety eight yeah. pitches. I mean, everybody says that it was the right move to take him out there, which maybe it is. You don't want to wreck him, you know. Maybe he was done. Maybe he went in there and he said, "I'm gassed. I can't do anymore." But to bring out Mark Leiter Jr., who Ross admittedly after the game said he was trash, he probably couldn't do it. And this is a this is a one run baseball game. You know, you need every out. Meanwhile, you've got speaking guys we don't use like Canario, Shane Green, who came up. That's his name, right? Shane Green. Yes. I, <laughs> yes, I, yes, I wouldn't I know because hard. I've never seen him play. Personally, right. so I have never he played yesterday. Well, yeah, he exactly. played yesterday for one inning in, in garbage time after yeah. the game. After they had an eight-run lead. <laughs> yeah. Then they were like, "Oh yeah, we'll use Shane Green." You had a couple of guys, Palencia. Everybody pitched the day before because of the doubleheader. Both bullpens were trash, and we saw that with the next day with the Reds. You know, as your closer couldn't get anybody out and threw the ball away. And, it, you know, Reds, the wheels came off, but that was another close game, which, because Tyone sucks. Like to, to win a game where Tyone stunk is like playing with house money, you know, in, in yeah. many ways. And then, but those two walk off. I mean, all right, let's go back. So, M- so Mark Leiter when- Jr., Ross, this is Ross's fault, right? Like mm-hmm. th- yeah. he's just mismanaging the team at this point. Thoughts? Uh, all year long. He's mismanaging the team all year long. It's not at this point. And what's horrible is out there on the the Discord, we were discussing, you know, there's been a lot of discussion about the front office and the management. And I hadn't really thought about it until Mike Waller brought up that there's a chance Ross comes up 
in manager of the year talks because this Cubs team was so bad early on. And then it's possible they win the division. They're two and a half games back now. They could win this division. And so all the people out there who don't pay attention to what's going on day to day could be like, oh, David Ross did awesome this year. Yeah. So. They're like, they were only predicted to win 77 wins, and they got 85. Like, manager of the year, David Ross. Meanwhile, anybody actually watches these games are like, ah, are you kidding <laughs> no, me? Like, it was the worst manager we've had in a long time. Yeah, um, and it was pointed out, where was that in the chat about the, oh, yeah, Tom says, I think the bullpen is gassed, which makes me nervous moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I well, think all the, bu- the bullpen bullpens- has to be gassed. Only five guys pitch in that bullpen. Yeah. Four guys. And the bench is the same way. They won't play Canario. They won't put Green out there. I guess Palencia wasn't good. He didn't pitch that much the day before. They could have put him out there. No, no, you got to put out a gassed lighter. And then without even a quick hook, you know, so. And then the day before was Alzali giving it up, which he's been a little bit shaky. And, of course, Sarah, that's right after you and I on Cup of Cubby Blue sang the praises for a good 20 minutes of Adbert Alzali and how we finally home grew a closer and that it's the most so incredible to see him fist pumping with his pump with his walkout music and everything and you and I were so excited and then he blew like two games in a row well but that one game they bring him in in a bases loaded situation in the eighth inning and yeah he hit the guy like yeah it was a terrible pitch but he hit the guy and Let's put that in quotes because the guy kind of got himself out there in. I'm just saying Sarah and I jinxed him. I don't think he did. I I think that Adbert was on a pretty impressive run. He had, you know, saved, I don't know, 18, 19, some ridiculous number of games in a row. David Ross put him in in a game that was an impossible situation, as Michael noted, where he had the bases loaded and basically had to be perfect in order to get out of that. And he wasn't perfect. He hit a guy and the run came in the second game though. But that was that literally felt, the only thing he the did second badly game, in that game though, right? that felt a bit more like, Oh, something is wrong here. Um, because the slider that he threw to Nick Martini of all people, and I get it. He's having a good <laughs> month, but like it's Nick Martini people. Everybody needs to slow Ex- their role. Cub, great. Nick Martini. Cubs <laughs> legend, slider, Nick Martini. That slider had no life whatsoever. I mean, you want to talk about a hanging slider that just like wound up in the left field bleachers. Yikes. Yeah. And yeah, that was pretty cool. Thanks for cursing him. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Boo. I will say that after the game, after we got walked off on, there was some pretty incredible fireworks uh, at the stadium. They do such a good job in Cincinnati. So I left feeling good, even though I felt kind of bad. <laughs> Um, Billy, I, I have well, one more question for you about it. The, uh, go ahead. What were you going to Well, you got to tell them about Saturday, the all-you-can-eat section. Oh, yeah. I did get the all-you-can-eat. It's not really a good deal. You get They limit your hot dogs, which I know that Billy was really like, you know, what's the point now, right? You yeah. Know. You're going to limit me to five hot dogs? Come on. It's 25. It's not all you can eat. Yeah. It's Thank not. you. It's all you should eat. That's different. (laughs) (laughs) You know, $25 gets you all the popcorn, peanuts, soda, potato chips, and five hot dogs that you can eat. 
which I just kept getting up and feeding every all six people that I was at the ball game with, you know, seven of us, actually, everybody kept getting and I kept going back. Um, and it's also not all you can eat because they closed at the end of the seventh. So, um, <laughs> you know, I'm you wouldn't go. All you the, can eat with stipulations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got to read the fine print, but 25 bucks. That's not so bad. Let's say that, got, it's still a hell of a deal. Even, I mean, 25 bucks doesn't even pay for those five hot dogs. And if you can get the popcorn and the peanuts, all that different stuff too. Were there any drinks with that? Yeah, you get it. Oh, yeah. But they give you such a small little soda cup that you just have to go back like 50 times and you're like, you got, you know. It's that little Dixie cup that sits next to the water cooler. Pretty it's like much. a shot glass. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 the cone one too. You can't even set it down. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, well, the- there's trying to wear out your goodwill to be like, ah, I'm just not getting up. I'm not doing it. Up. I'm not doing the grind. We had this guy. We we went to. I won tickets to a uh, Yankees game one time from winning a karaoke contest, and it was the next night. And we go down there, and uh, the the guy we brought, you know, the old paper beer cups. Mm-hmm. He he's like, hey, you know, if you bring back these cups, you know, I'll fill them up for fill them up for you for three bucks each. Okay, so we just kept going back with these paper cups, but by the end, the bottom was falling out. Like we had filled this thing up about eight times. <laughs> We're holding the bottom, like, oh come on, you know, one more, one more round. He's so, got a paper beer cup in a in a ziploc baggie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah. the the uh, the last question I have for you because we we I want to get you on the bitch clock and I want to also get you I, I want to get Eric Wheelow on the show but I need to ask um, why your team would ever pitch to Cody Bellinger at Great American Ballpark because dude he pretty much like made you like look like children all we no like. no don't pitch to him and don't pitch to Hap just just do the four fingers move them along yeah Hap to Candelario. His- Hap hit his 17th home run at uh, at Great American Ballpark. It was the 17th of this season, but it was also his 17th career home run at GAB. Like, it's oh, amazing. Oh, I'm well aware. Babe <laughs> <laughs> Hap. Yeah, well, I, my current theory is that uh, Ian Hap hates his childhood. And anywhere he lived, so because he does the same thing to Pittsburgh, like not mm-hmm. quite as bad, but uh, he just beats up Pittsburgh and Cincinnati because something bad happened to him when he was a child. Yeah. Well, luckily, we'll only have to see Bellinger for three games next year when he signs with the Yankees. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to put it. Uh, you're going to have to leave. I'm going to put up the bitch. <laughs> I'm going to put up the bitch clock here. Now this is, I'm calling this the visitors bitch clock. And uh, we've got a bunch of different categories. Um, First one is Cubs fans. Bellinger is a category. Uh, Wrigley South is what you said. Cause I, we don't call it that, but I guess we should. If Cincinnati, (laughs) there's, there's, there's some schmucks who do that live in the state of Ohio and call it Wrigley South where it's like, what are you doing here? Well, yeah. Wrigley South slash Wrigley North, because we're going to make Eric Wheeler. I, do I this. will say Emily was quite surprised the other day with uh, the roar of the crowd when something good happened with the Cubs. Yeah, yeah we show up, um, and uh, we also have uh, the W flag, like bringing the W flag mm-hmm. and unfurling it at opposing ballparks. Um, 
Cub fans from um, Ohio, you know, th- those that are either from Ohio or and choose to root for the Cubs or transplants that refuse to root, root, root for the home team and stay with the Cubs. Oh, and that also is for Wisconsin for when Wheeler comes to the show. Um, I'm, I'm going to throw a wild card in here. Julio Urias oh. is in the bitch clock um, tonight. Um, Chicago's arrogance is in the bitch clock. And, um, <laughs> and I just added Ian Happ because why the hell not Ian Happ could be bitched about. Um, are you ready to take a spin of the bitch clock? Hit really? me. Okay, here we go. I'm spinning it. And the winner is the W flag. The the it's coming up. You'll see it in a second. <laughs> I was gonna say. We, I know. Yeah. I I yeah, see that's... it first. It's coming, but you don't see it at all, do you? No. No. It just says click to spin. It's oh. just slowly spinning. Oh, weird. Oh, out of control like my life. That's that's weird. <laughs> Do you know oh. what? I, okay, That's... well, the winner is. Oh, I'm sharing the wrong one. All right, look. <laughs> hey! There it is. Do you see? Do you see now? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, that is your topic, the W flag. Um, would you like to? I give him the thirty or the sixty. Can you do sixty on this, or you want to try the thirty? Give me thirty. Okay, we'll give we'll give you the thirty. You're in the bitch clock. Clock, you have 30 seconds to bitch. Oh, the W flag. You fly the W when you win? What happened to being the lovable losers? But instead, you just come in here and take over the park and bring out your goddamn polyester flag, wave it around like, look, hey, we did it. We won for once. I guess that was the whole thing. It used to be cute. Now it's annoying because I'm just trying to sit here, enjoy the game, and you're waving it in my face. Well, thank God next year I'm making a giant L flag to wave in those dumb fucks' faces too. (laughs) Stop your bitching! (laughs) You you know, Billy, I own an L flag. What? There is an L flag. The, The Cubs put up an L flag when they lose. Yeah, and they and they also have a W flag, but I own one hmm. of each. Well, so, I need I need to get an L flag. <laughs> so, we're, uh, Billy, can you stick around a little bit? Yeah, I'm hanging or, out. Okay. I, I, I know you told me you were massively hungover, and you look very red. Okay, <laughs> hey, that's just because of the meats. <laughs> We've got the meats. meats. <laughs> we're we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we're going to bring on Eric Wheelow to talk about that Brewers series. Uh, we'll be right back. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. 
Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Rancher levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. Welcome back to the Sun Ranto Show. We're going to be giving away a Patreon prize of the month of an In the Clutch t-shirt. And you can buy a t-shirt too at intheclutch.com. Use promo code SUNRANTO, of course, for 10% off. And you could get this fabulous Clark flying the W himself in in Billy's ballpark. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're going to give that away a little bit later in the show. You still have a time, have time and you could win even tonight. You could win that in the clutch t-shirt. If you sign up at patreon.com slash sunranto free trials are available right now. So, um, the brewers, the brewers were not losing at all. And then they came to Wrigley field and, it's not it's not what Eric Wheelow predicted, and we're gonna find out why it didn't go down as he said it was gonna come to pass. Eric Wheelow, welcome to the Sun Ranto show. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm actually wearing my uh in the clutch shirt right here, baby. So uh shout out to Billy right there, man. Here we yeah, go. Bring, bringing home the cheddar. That, that's that pretty, rules. That's a pretty great hat. I, I mean like sure. that one, yeah. Bring home the cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Who's on? Who's that on the right? Right here. Oh, is that Rowdy? It's Rowdy. I think this is Christian and uh, Adamus, right? But yeah, oop, 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 oop. there we go. <laughs> I think you went backwards, but we all yeah. knew what you meant. Yeah. yeah, there we go. So, what the hell happened, man? I mean, you come in, you take game one, and I'm like, oh no, you know, Wade Miley beat us. We're this whole we're gonna get swept now because now you got your aces coming on, and then. One nothing gem of, of of a of a ball game, and then we did it again to you the next night with uh, with your two aces on the mound. What happened? Why did you fail so miserably? Fail so miserably. I mean, when when Miley beat you guys, I was getting tweets and messages from your fans like the season's over. This team is dog shit. Uh, <laughs> just everybody was giving up in the Cubs was, because Wade, Wade Miley broke you. And then Justin Steele comes. It's a 1-0 game. I mean, it's as close as can be. I mean, if I'm a Brewers fan and we're playing in Wrigley and we lose 1-0 and then 2-3 to three well, the next okay. day, and if then you blow really out in game one, and then go and win 2-3 really against the Phillies, I you guys should be kissing my so ass right now. After that first game. <laughs> like, I, didn't, <clears throat> I didn't hear from you. I heard from you after the first game. Yeah, I didn't hear anything until right now after those other two games. So I'll say, I'll say I, I get I, what happened to the Brewers. I just don't know what happened to you. Cato <laughs> Kalen is back, everybody. He's, <laughs> and in all the caps, best part of the Brewers fan base. Yeah, 
in in all caps, Cato says, Yelich, you fucking suck. Over fucking rated. Everyone knows you would hit into double play to second base. That's all you do. Cut yourself and get out of Milwaukee Brewers. Adamas can't hit, can't field. You cost us the game. Again, pretenders, not contenders. Same old piece of shit team year after year. Goodbye, X. And then oh, shit not emoji. even goodbye Twitter anymore. It's goodbye X now. Goodbye X. Goodbye He's one of those X. people that changed the name. This is so, a this you is agree? a quote quote celebrity who won the 50-50 raffle at the Brewers game and didn't donate any of it back to charity. He's a real piece of shit, if you ask me. Okay, so if, I mean, if, if, if you Cubs fans want to align yourself with Cato Kalen as like the voice of the Brewers' pulse here, I mean, come on. And that's Kato not us Kalen? aligning ourselves with anything. That's us pointing out a bad Brewers fan. Well, there's the there's the lady with the big boobs in the front row. That's the other one you front got, row, you right? know? Yeah. Yeah. She rules. But she doesn't tweet, as far as I know. She doesn't tweet, but she, <laughs> she, doesn't, she's a... she doesn't need to. <laughs> <laughs> not much of a tweeter. But, um, yeah, but well, who else do you got? Who even likes the Brewers besides you, Cato, and front row Amy? Well, do you have, I mean, I think, I think the I'm Cubs, not, I'm, I not, think, I'm not shaming no, your fan base. I'm just saying like, nobody's really believing in you from like, you know, the intelligentsia. Nobody believes in us coming not, from, not the from the, not, not from like, no, not really. No. I mean, the, maybe Craig council a little bit believes in you, but he even, he wants <laughs> off the ship. He We've wants been, so badly to manage the Cubs. It, that he's like trying to get out of his contract right now. He's like showcasing for us as we speak. You know what I mean? He's like, I'll let you, you know, he wants us to win. You know, it's obvious because we let us beat him. Because normally, under, yeah. under circumstances, Craig Council takes both of those close games. No doubt in my mind that we lose, we get swept. If Craig Council's trying, but he's, he's not, trying. Not. Yeah. He's showcasing for the Cubs. He's like, look what I can do. I can I can make Cubs wins. I'm Craig Council. You got my word on it. <laughs> is this how desperate Cubs fans are? You're you're creating the conspiracy theories that he's throwing games to the Cubs so he can be your manager next year. <laughs> I do. The, what the I best do. you're gonna the best you're gonna get is anybody that moves south is Dale Swain. And how'd that go for you guys? <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a fun parody song. Um he had a great tattoo. Um, yes, yeah, I'll so- say this. We were on this podcast, and we said best case for the Cubs is you win two or three or you sweep the Brewers, right? So you win two or three, and then the Brewers go on and play the Phillies, and we did the job for you. So you're welcome, Cubs Nation. The Brewers won two or three against the Phillies. But, guys, if you're looking up right now, we're still two and a half games up. Are we not? Are we yeah, not? But you, are we were, not? You were five. You were yeah. five at one point. And when and were you we in have, first? We have cut when, that when, 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 when were you just there? like three, three days. Two, I, a little day called opening day. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. The yeah, first every, game. every one of the NL Central got their turn to be in first, except the Cubs. I mean, we even had a fun week stretch. I know. I mean, we I, played you guys. I and said it was, you guys have some devil magic over the Reds that I don't understand. I, I'm like, how do they know us so well, but yet everybody else – like if you looked at that record going into the that series at the end of the Did going to the All Star break right after, Devil Magic for the Cubs. Yeah, the Devil Magic is Cardinals I'm, only. And like, you, know what? you know what? This I'm is, all no, here no, for it. it is. If the Sorry, Cardinals hold on. Are that I, this bad is on. We took their Devil Magic Listen, all day long. I want stop. that Devil Magic. 
Look, devil magic is reserved for the Cardinals. <laughs> and the reason that the Brewers will never aspire to be the type of rival that the Cardinals are to the rest of the division is because y'all don't even understand the things that are like held sacrosanct in the division. You think that you're the rivals of the Cubs. You think that you're the rivals of the Reds. You think that we all care. And it's just like the most annoying little brother syndrome shit ever. <laughs> Devil magic is the Cardinals. Y'all are new here. And I'm sorry that you didn't get the memo. Little brother syndrome. You've been looking yes. up at the Brewers for you how many years? How many years? You fall. win one. You the win one. Drive like you don't even see. You're it our you little brother. Park. You're our little brother. You've been <laughs> looking you up at the Brewers for how, how many, many years straight here? How, how many, many playoffs rings do the Brewers have? How many? Zero. Rings? How many do you have in the last 100? One. Three. Yeah. One. One. Well, three. Well, not in our lifetime. Congratulations. I didn't hear the 100 first there, but it doesn't even matter. They weren't. Oh, they weren't Billy, around until Billy, like 1972. I, I can't over there. Crazy. He's like not saying anything. And then anything. they were in the AL. Like two. You guys How are, are like supposed to care about a team that was in the AL when I was a kid. You're 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 the you're the like you're the college kid that like you've graduated, you've done nothing with your life, but you were cool in high school. That's what the Cubs are. <laughs> He's not wrong, but yeah. uh, the, the you know it is kind of uncanny. I just want to like let everybody in uh, on what the record actually is between the Brewers and the Reds, and what Billy's referring to is the Reds are three and ten versus Milwaukee this year. So talk about little brother because right now the reds have the season series against the cubs so if there was a a tie for the third place between the cubs and the reds reds take it cubs go home like that's mm -hmm. that's how it would be right now so what what is it that that and and the brewers and cubs are even even steven six five i think what is the record right now six to five i think and then that's how you guys close out the season. Yeah, we play each other in Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah and we're done, we're done with you. It's thank you so much. It's finally over. <laughs> You're very welcome. Appreciate it, man. I was on this podcast and I said uh, the Pirates start out hot. Everybody's gone on these cute runs. Everybody's like, oh, look at the Pirates. They're young. And then the Reds came on, and you guys have been okay. But it's, I mean, you're a Reds fan. You know, you bring the young tailing up. You have one month. Everybody's believing. You're kind of there, but it's the Reds. It's not going to happen. And then, oh, look, the Cubs come on. They have a great year. You, you finally believe in the team. You're two and a half back. But, guys, it's September baseball. It's Brewers month. Brewers are going to own it in September. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. How are you Who doing we? so far in September? Well, we lost one game against the Pirates so far. Yeah, thank you, Pirates. <laughs> Um, yeah, and Brewers and Cubs are five and five. So this last season series is going to be pretty exciting. I mean, it would be cool if that if so if we're in striking distance, or wouldn't it be great to go into we're that in striking distance now? You're in striking distance, absolutely. But no, I mean, schedule. You you have a way tougher road to get there than the Brewers do. You have the you're playing the Giants now. You have the D backs twice, right? And then you have the Braves, and then you have the Brewers. Okay. That's not you easy. Get the Rockies in there too. And I know the you have them and the Pirates. Yeah. yeah, but you have some tough teams that are are competing still that are relevant. Brewers yeah, go. I'll put it Yan up. Pirates, Yankees, Marlins, Nationals, Cardinals, Marlins, Cardinals, Cubs. Guys. Watch out for that Nationals team. They were seventeen and ten in August. I know and, they're surprising. And don't sleep on the Red schedule either. It's pretty easy after we get through the Seattle series, which again we're twelve and one against the. Uh, AL West with that one loss being to the A's, which is insane. 
Yeah, but- how, how do you have like <laughs> seven days off in September too? The Reds, they've played two more games than everybody. They've got they remember that stretch of the Cubs last was like two weeks ago where they had like four days off in a 10 day period or something like that. Just oddly Reds have one of those coming up where they just, they're off three well, times in a week. Well, the Reds only had one day off in April. And so they really backloaded it and flipped it. So yeah, we've got uh Mariners, yeah, that's that Cardinals, schedule makers. Tigers, Mets, Twins, Pirates, Guardians, and then close it out against St. Louis. So a lot easier road. And a lot more back than the rest of us. What, five and a half right now? Yeah. Do you believe in get the it. Reds team? Do you yeah. think you can go out run with this team? I, I think we're going to, I think that we can get that last wild card spot. That is, that is the ceiling. Because we hold, well, we hold the, the season series against the Cubs. We hold it against the Diamondbacks. And I think, don't think we have it against the Giants, but the Giants are going to fall off, so not too worried. The Giants and the Cubs are, and the Cubs have seven games against those Diamondbacks coming up, and yep. mm-hmm. we're going to sweep that straight out. So they're going to drop seven. <laughs> so as long as the as long as the Reds can keep from losing seven straight at the same time, they should be in that third spot. And I don't think they will. That that's just they find a way. Even though you know three fifths of our rotations out right now, two COVID, one broken toe, they'll still find a way. It's just how this whole year has been. What's the? How long is the uh, COVID protocol now? Like I have no idea anymore. Like it's been a while since I've seen a player get it. As soon as you don't have symptoms, you can go back out. Oh, okay. So um, a few days, <laughs> like yeah. five days or something. So because now here's what's interesting. The only reason we're having this conversation is because they've added this extra wild card spot. And not only like we might be sniffing the second one and, and uh, th- there might be a, a chance. So this is the first is this is the first year we have that third, right? Or they had it last year. They had it last year. It's the new CBA. Yeah. So since since we have this extra thing and because there's what are we, I think I counted there's only five NL teams out of it right now. So all year One long being the Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks for bringing that up. Um, <laughs> but how do you feel about the idea that like the Reds, they don't really feel like a playoff team to me. They feel like a good up and coming team. The Cubs all year, they haven't felt like a playoff team, but yet here we sit as a playoff team does it kind of bug you in any way that you'd be going into the playoffs and letting the ownership be able to say, we went to the playoffs when you're like, yeah, but you didn't really build a playoff team as I've understood them mm-hmm. to be built in the past with like, you know, good players and stuff. <laughs> well, it, it annoys me, but I feel like Eric should, Wheelow should be really upset that how long have the Brewers been in first place. How long have they had the opportunity to just walk away with this division and just bumble fuck that every goddamn time so that now you're going to get caught at the end of the year by the Cubs? I got to be honest with you. All right. Yes, we fumbled first places before, but we still got in. We still made it to the dance. We've made some pushes. Well, I'm saying this year. Oh, this year? Every Everything was there for you. The The Brewers could have just 
ran away with, with this division and with with a with a hurt team with Woodruff going down, um, some bats that weren't showing up. Adamas is just finally showing up. Contreras is figuring it out. The back end of that rotation is figuring it out. And I feel like we're peaking at the right time. That's why we didn't run away with it. To be one hundred percent honest with you, we were a hurt team that didn't have a great rotation and now we're healthy and now we're coming back. That's, that's how I'll put it. We are peaking at the right time. If you watch these Cubs series, I mean, come on, two, one, one, zero, two, three. Those felt like playoff games. That atmosphere felt like playoff baseball. Yeah. I mean, we were versus Burns. I mean, it, it was it awesome really felt like playoff baseball because the Brewers lost. Yeah. It's <laughs> hey. <laughs> <was> real familiar. <laughs> Um, well, how would you like to take a spin of the bitch clock, Eric? Like, I, I, I the, I've got the fan based bitch clock for you here. Um, okay. So I'm going to share my visitor's bitch clock here. So can everybody see that? Okay. I'm going to take, uh, a sp- anything to add to this bitch clock, by the way? Um, we have Cubs fans, Bellinger, Wrigley North, the W flag, Cubs fans from Wisconsin, Julio Arias and Chicago's arrogance. Oh, I was going to say false arrogance, but arrogance works. Um, <laughs> is it false though, or are we actually arrogant? <laughs> you know, you are. So, anything to add? Anything from the chat that you'd like to add? Oh, I'm sure Wheelo probably is still upset about the uh, sunny day rainout. You can throw that in there. Okay, oh, the rainouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah canceling games. Yeah, all the time for no, no reason at all. In games, okay. We'll put that in there. Um, all right, cool. Let's give it a spin, and uh, let's see what we – you guys can see that this time, right? Yes, we yes. can see it. Okay. So the winner is <laughs> Cody Bellinger. <laughs> oh, God. Cody Bellinger is the winner. You, I, 60 or 30 on this one, you think? Uh, we'll do 30 on Bellinger. Why not? Okay. All right. 30 on the belly. Here we go. Well, I got to start it again. Here we go. Bitch Clock, you have 30 seconds to bitch. Why don't I like Cody Bellinger? Well, I think the only thing you guys enjoy about him is that he looks high all the time. I mean, Billy's made shirts about his stoner mentality. And it's a delusion, much like the Chicago band phase, uh, fan base. I think you guys are just high, much like Bellinger. And here's what's going to happen. You sign into a one-year deal because you don't believe in the guy. I love about Cody Bellinger how much he's going to break your heart when he's not a Cub next year. <laughs> Stop your bitch. It is, is, it, it is true. That's exactly what I said earlier. I was like, he's going to look oh, really right. good in pinstripes. Yeah. Yeah. He's already literally. in pinstripes. We literally play the Cubs play in pinstripes. <laughs> Sorry, navy pinstripes. Sorry. Okay. I will be more specific. Yeah, it is heartbreaking, but you know, they not though. It's it's a guy who's been here for 47 seconds and it's not heartbreaking. I I just feel no, it is heartbreaking because I'm so sad else? Cody Bellinger has been here for 20 seconds and now he won't be a Cub anymore. Well, no, it's bad because then you're like, why didn't you trade him? Yeah, you know, so they could win. So we could watch this, but but we could enjoy baseball for an extra month and change. 
That's the whole point of the whole thing. If we don't this resign is, Bellinger. No, no. I'm so over people like prioritizing prospects and draft picks over winning I'm not. baseball. You, you get those guys so that you can win baseball and enjoy baseball in September. And you're like, why didn't we trade Bellinger? So baseball would suck in September and we could hope for some year in 2027. No, And, and here, here's the thing. I'm it's saying resign Bellinger. That's it, what I'm saying, that you won't. Yeah, but if, if the front office had any like actual faith in the players and their ability to see whether a player is going to be good or not, they would have given Bellinger a four or five year deal last year when he was looking instead they were like, ah, we'll just get one year out of you. They put themselves in that position and they made the right choice at the trade deadline. You don't get rid of him because he's the best player on the team, but if they truly believed that he was going to be good, they should have given him more years. Have, he didn't want more years. He was looking no, for a one-year contract to flip to his free agent year so that he could get a big deal after he proved he was good. I they they weren't told, looking for a multi-year deal. I have but heard. Also, like, we don't heard. know that the Cubs won't be in on a multi-year deal for Bellinger or that he's going to just run to New York. I mean, the guy already proved that he is fragile enough that he can become the worst player in baseball at the drop of a hat. If I were him, I would want to take whatever the deal is for the team that made me good again. Yeah. And and, and I'm sorry. I thought the Cubs wanted the one year deal because that's been their MO. So I didn't realize Bellinger was looking for the one year. I think they both trying to pull a Jock Peterson and end up on uh, a world championship team halfway through the season. Both things are true. Both things are true. It worked out that way. Cubs were like, we don't know what we're going to be. We'll take Belly on the one-year deal. Let him showcase himself for the big guns. And Belly's like, that's perfect for me because I only want a one-year one deal, one deal, and I want to show showcase myself for a big contract. And I've also been told that through the grapevine that if the Cubs were to show him a good number on in a contract, that he would say yes to it. That he likes Chicago. And there's, I mean, it's obvious why he would, because it's going great. So I do think we, that, that by keeping him, we maybe are in the front running for actually keeping him. You know, by keeping him, I, he, I don't think he's going to, I think we've got a better shot at retaining his services into the foreseeable future by not trading him. Well, I hope so, because I, Bellinger's the best player on this team, like hands down. Um, all right, so we're going to take a – well, last question to Eric. So, fine, you win the division. That happens for you. You, when you When you look around and you've in your, in your heart of hearts, when you look around at the teams like the Braves – or the Dodgers, yet once again, who broke your little heart last year, and even what's going on in the powerhouse American League, do you think that the little brother Brewers can pull it out and this could finally be your year? Do you have that feeling that this is the year in your heart? I got a feeling. (laughs) Is it the feeling? I don't know. But I will say this. There is a fire. There is a fire. And I'll tell you why. This team is built in the right way. You got three studs at the top in Peralta, Burns, and Woodruff. You have a great bullpen, and these bats are coming around. Atlanta, I mean, who 
is keeping up with that team? Who's keeping up with them? What fan base are you going? Are you feeling that part, that fire looking at the Braves and what they can do offensively? But I will say we beat them. This Cubs can beat these good teams. Even with Javier Assad, we can beat you. You asked me. No, no, I feel the fire. Yeah, yeah. Do you do though? I do feel it. I feel a little bit. I've told you the window. It feels like you don't feel it because you immediately started talking about how good the Braves were. (laughs) They are good. They're great. They're amazing. Thank you, Billy. Say something. I'm not delusional. (laughs) I'd be delusional to say yes. I think the Brewers team. My team can win the World Series. I don't say. I I say no if I don't think they can. You were like, no, I got a feeling. Of course, there's this other team that's way better than us, so I don't know what to do with that. I have a feeling if everything lines up and this Brewers team hits its stride, which I'm seeing them do in moments, they have the guys that can make a run. They have it. Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, back into that rotation. Yelich is getting hot. Contreras is out of his mind right now. Adamas is figuring out a healthy Roddy Telez. Like, you got Canna, right? You got Santana. You've picked up pieces that have playoff experience. The sheriff. Don't forget Chafin. You, you <laughs> want to shit out like the, you call them the little brother Brewers, but the Brewers are a pretty stacked, formable team that can make a run. It's and that's be why so great when they come in second to the Cubs this year. It's not going to happen. <laughs> It's, I've, least, I've been let, on let me, the division train the entire time. The Brewers have not walked away with this division. Nobody has. The Cubs are – you're talking about the Brewers hitting their stride? The Cubs are hitting their stride right now. They're playing the best baseball of their uh, year. I don't, I don't disagree with that. They're chasing you down, and it's going to happen. That last series. Last just, day. The dagger – in your heart. And you, you say this after, right before I got on the podcast and you just shit on Ross and how terrible he is and how he sabotages this team. Oh, so no. you're believing in that guy. No, no, no. The team is awesome. Yes. They are so good. They can beat all of y'all with this management that they have to deal with. So Billy, I got the same question for you is that, you know, I, it's been an exciting year for your young guys and stuff. But if you were managed to get to a, a playoff, you know, third playoff spot, how much further do you really feel they could go? I mean, I mean, anything can happen in October. I mean, look at what the Phillies did last year. I mean, it's just get there. And then if you're hot and it works out, shit, playoff baseball. Who knows, man? We can all look at we can all look at our spreadsheets. We can scour baseball reference. We can dig deep into fan graphs. But what we all know as baseball fans is October is such a different beast. So, oh, that's why we call it the end of season tournament now. Like, as as much as October was different, it is now. It's it's like a completely, it's a completely different animal altogether. It's not a playoffs anymore. It's a tournament. It's a it's a postseason. That's why that's why so many teams are in it right now. You know, that's why everybody's fighting for it. And and also, I think it has to do with the balanced schedule as well. I want to ask one question. We all points out. Yeah, uh, they lost the World Series. That's what the Phillies did. Yeah, we all started this year shitting on this division and shitting how weak it was and how bad it was. And let's say Cubs, 
Reds, Brewers all make it into the playoffs, right? It's mm-hmm. insane. What does that say about us? What does that say about us? It says we yeah. played each other to even all year long and racked up wins against each other. And, and you know, that just a rising, a, a rising tide lifts all boats. I think this is like a tide going out lifts all boats like it's the opposite like we all got to look better from like winning games against each other's crappy teams and like we just kind of except for your team like cubs and brewers five five cubs and and reds same thing like right up the middle like 500 against each other reds just up by a game you guys have a, a little disparity we got a disparity against the pirates but like for the most part like we're just like you know, everybody's but, even keel. And it could be like 2020 where nobody wins a single game. In fact, I think that there there wasn't even a single run scored from the NL Central in 2020 in that weird situation after COVID. Ian Happ hit yeah. a single solo shot home run. I think you're also not giving enough credit to what all of our, all of our clubs are doing outside of the division. Like I said earlier, twelve and one against the AL West, and they're gonna they could have three playoff teams from their division. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's 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 pretty amazing that once we stop playing each other and we know each other so well and go out, it's like, oh, we're actually pretty good baseball teams, huh? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well, I think we'll, we'll, we'll see who will be the king of the posers, right? That's, that's yeah. what we're fighting for. Yeah, well, and even and even if we, even if one of us moves on or whatever, the national landscape just can be like, oh, the NL Central still sucks, even though they moved on and they're in the NLDS. Like, no matter what, the entire division is the little brother of all of baseball. We are the flyover states. So yeah. um, we're gonna take a, a commercial break. I, I'll let I'll let you guys go. Uh, thanks for coming on the pod, uh, Billy. I know I know you got to sober up. Maybe t- <laughs> take a bar, t- take a nice, nice little barf. Eat a Sky Rosa, you know, soak up, <laughs> soak up that liquor. Have a little Malort to wash it down. That's right. <laughs> it's a hair of the dog. Well, I'm finally um, gonna have dinner. So, <laughs> and uh, Eric, we'll we'll see you at the end of the month, my friend. We shall. Yeah, this will be great. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Any chance that you could come in? For the game, Ooh. you know, like, because I'll get us tickets, you know, like, you should come in. It's a weekend. All right. A, we- a weekend well, in Milwaukee. It's in yeah. Milwaukee. We've yeah, done yeah. this. Are you going to bring Crawley again? <laughs> well, <laughs> don't you think, don't you think I kind of have to after what happened? <laughs> I, I like how Danny is inviting Wheelow in to watch the Cubs celebrate the division on I want him to see with his own eyes. It's going to be long over before we even get there, guys. Don't worry about that. We shall see. (laughs) In the meantime, go buy yourself an In the Clutch shirt uh, from uh, our friend Billy there. And, uh, and, oh, yeah, and Eric's wearing one one too. So uh, we'll be right back, and we're going to take a spin of a bitch clock ourselves. See you on the flip side. Thanks for having us, Oxford. If you like the Cubs a bunch, buy your t-shirts from In The Clutch. We've got all the best styles for you. Dansby say a morel too. Clark Fly in his double U. Cody Bellinger smoking dudes. Vintage shirts from days of old. Patrick Wisdom and Nico. You'll look sharp wearing your strobe. Temper set off with the code. S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. 
InTheClutch.com is your store for the most fun baseball shirts on the planet. Don't forget to use promo code SUNRANTO to knock a couple bucks off your purchase. Stack or die, we need more cups. Get it all at In The Clutch. Cause if you like the Cubs a bunch, buy t-shirts from In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Welcome back to the Sunranto Show. Uh, Sarah, because you are the reigning champion of the bitch clock, in my opinion, do you think that you should be the first one to do the bitch clock or the last one to go on bitch clock? Sure, that oh, was you, a you're, short break. You're muted. Sorry, there's some background noise a little bit ago. I can go last. Okay. So, I, Michael, do you want to – I'll go first. I'll, I'll volunteer myself to go first, even though it, this whole thing, the timing thing makes me nervous, especially when the guy goes 10 seconds, and I'm like, ah! Oh, I'm – yeah, I, I'm terrible at these. I love getting worked up on a rant when something comes to me. But, man, just looking – Man, I get the deer in the headlights. I'm looking at the thing. It's tough. Well, we've got a whole new set of bitch clock topics here. The first one being, dude, where's my Canario? The second <laughs> one being, dude, where's my Shane Green? The third one being, dude, where's my PCA? The gassed bullpen, David Ross, not playing your best nine. That's almost like saying David Ross. Yeah. Handedness matchups. That's also like saying David Ross. Um, that they took until August to care. The wisdom of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> the passiveness to move on from failure. I like that one. I hope I get it. Um, Pollyanna Facebook groups, two out pitching changes, and then Julio Arias, the wild card, and Bellinger. I'm gonna put Bellinger in, the, in there, not signing Bellinger, or the, if how the whole Bellinger thing's going to go down in your opinion. So I'm going to spin it and here we go. Let's see what I get. Ooh, that it took until August to care. That's a good one. That is a good one. Okay. Here we go. I will, I'm going to put, I'm going to put a minute on the clock. I got a minute in me. Here we go. You have 60 seconds to bitch. You know, in the great city of Chicago, Illinois, we have a long and storied baseball tradition. And that comes with it some responsibilities from Major League, uh, the Major League Baseball teams that are in Chicago. And uh, specifically the Chicago Cubs, who have actually fans all over the country. So what they did was they built themselves a little team that they could maybe try out some of the new guys you know give them a taste of it your little nervouses your little morales they they didn't necessarily believe in these guys but they're going to give them a taste good little placeholders for the moment well they could flip off some guys like Stroman which they didn't do uh, or they could flip off guys like Bellinger which they also didn't do so they could fake go for it like get an expiring contract from Canario it's not enough and I actually think that they still don't care they're fine with just making the last freaking little sliver of the playoffs and waltz in there and be like we made the playoffs and they don't care Stop they still don't care bitching. 
I am I am going to agree with you in that. Yeah, I think the front office doesn't care. I think it's been this way all season long. They're only concerned about getting into one of those three uh, wild card spots. If they were to somehow get into the division, well, that's just gravy for them. They're not really into it, and we we see it all the time. Just the way that they're managing. Even the guys that they call up that we never get to see. Like, it just, this team feels, the front office, the decision, it just feels weird. Like, it feels weird that the team is doing as well as it is when we watch how mismanaged they are constantly. I just have to say the team, the actual players, could be just so much better, and if they could if if they just had the right structure behind them, I think they would own this division for the next few years. <laughs> Bill Suga says cotton rebuttal longer <laughs> than actual bitch. It wasn't a dandy. rebuttal. It was an agreement with yeah, them. I, I yeah. know. I was like, he's not even disagreeing. He's just like, I don't know what you're actually doing. You're, you're wasting our time. <laughs> the word rebuttal. <laughs> so I actually, Sarah, do you, what, do you agree with that assessment that the, the front office is, is more interested in their maybe five year plan than this year they're not interested in a five-year plan they're interested in selling beer bats to as many people as they possibly can during the time that baseball season is ongoing and in order to do that they have to put like some minimal product on the field and if that minimal product happens to be competitive in september that sells them more beer bats like i i think that it's it's just all a very profit driven affair yeah um, by, by the way, I saw a guy get a beer bat sitting right in front of me at the game I was at and, uh, don't do it folks. It's a bad situation. This dude gets the beer bat. It's very long and he's like kind of struggling with it, but yeah, he drinks drink it. it and yeah. And like, he's trying not to hit the person's head in front of him, you know, and, and moving around. And then when he's done, no shit. Dude spent like a full inning just trying to figure out what to do with the beer bat when he was done with it because he wanted to keep it because he spent $30 on it, but he had no place to put it. <laughs> it was a mess. And I would, I just happened to, I just happened to be sitting right behind him watching him try to figure this out. Uh, I could smell toast. It was bad. I'm putting beer bats on the bitch clock for you. So, <laughs> I think uh, I did it. So, here we go. We're going to take a spin of the bitch clock for you with beer bats on it now. Round and round she goes. Where she stops, only the bitch clock knows. Ooh, handedness matchups is what you get. Uh, 30 or 60? Oh, fuck. Um, Give me the 60. Right, Watch here me we, die. Here we go. Start. Yeah. So there we go. All right, here we go. It says stop bitching already. <laughs> bitch clock. You have 60 seconds to bitch. So the hand of the thing with David Ross and the front office and what they're doing drives me insane because it does not matter what the players are actually doing, whether they're playing well, whether they're playing bad. They just do the shit that the fucking calculator tells them to do, whether it makes any sense at all or not. Which brings me to something I wanted to bring up 
eighth inning against the Brewers. The Cubs have two guys on. They're down by one, and somehow they picked Nico Horner to lay down a fucking sacrifice bunt to move these guys over. Now, it did work out for them, but that was the stupidest fucking thing ever doing a bunt at that point when you only have six outs left to go. Thank God Cody Bellinger got a hit because Ian Happ fucked that up. And the Cubs, it's not exactly handedness matchups, but it was a fucking stupid decision with a bat. Stop your bitching. <laughs> Clock. Oops. I love how you, you, you have to like bitch about something that you had on your mind from before. You're like, I've got 15 seconds left. Let me and get another this. thing. And another thing about I, I, the dumb I, punt. Come on. I, I had to roll that into something else because that punt thing fucking drove me insane. And you want to know what drove me the most insane though? That we all disagreed with you. Yes. Uh, I fucking like bunts. No one else likes bunts. Everybody bitches about bunts all the fucking time. And I'm sitting here in this game. We got guys on first and second, no outs. We only have six outs left in this game. The whole argument about bunts is that you're giving up a precious out, right? And when you have more of them at the beginning of the game, it's not as big a deal. But at the end of the game, that is a concern. And you don't fucking sacrifice somebody from... First and second to second and third. That's not how that works. You already have a guy in scoring position. The point of a sacrifice punt is to move them from a non-scoring position into a scoring position. If you've already got him there and you've got Nico Horner up to bat, who we have talked about on this very show as being one of the most clutch guys on the game in this fucking team, you take the bat out of his hand and you give up one of the six outs you have left in this fucking game? On the on the hopes that Ian Happ's going to come up and hit a fucking sack fly? Well, guess what? Ian Happ didn't do it. They fucking threw him out. And now we're in the same fucking situation because David Ross, at the worst fucking time ever, decided to move, do a sack bunt. And then I go out and I'm thinking, hey. I finally hate a bunt. There was a bunt I hate. And all you assholes are out there fucking like, well, it worked, so it must have been the right call. And I'm like, fuck you. You can't change your fucking mind over bunts just because it fucking worked out. That's not how the fucking thing works. They got fucking lucky on that bullshit. And I was pissed out there. Fucking, I'm like, I'm on Ballhawk Corner. And I seriously think, like, for the first time ever, I'm going to agree with somebody on the butts, and you fuckers just, I thought it was a good idea. Which tells me, stay out of the double play. Fucking clue what a butt is for. You stay out of the double play. That's all I got to say about it. Simple as that. No outs. Get the guy to third with one with with one out. With less than with (laughs) less than uh, one out. It, it, It worked out great. Come this one. is a great Terry E says cotton loves bunts like Boog loves shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Sarah, it is your turn to take a uh, spin of the bitch clock. Now I do call you queen of the bitch clock. So I know it's a lot of pressure to put on you, I, but I know I'm like, what if I mess up? Well then I, then you'll be dethroned. <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> so uh, no, what are you hoping for? Just that I don't curious. care. 
I, I'm hoping I don't get Julio Urias, honestly. I just don't really have that in yeah. me tonight. Well, you could take a mulligan if you don't have it in you. Any of these. So I'm spinning it. Let's see what we get. I just want to know if she just set herself up to get it. Oh, oh no, she got David Ross. <laughs> the Ross GPT. Are you, are you good with it? Yeah, I'm good with it. That's all fine. right. All right. So uh, let's 30 or 60. Uh, everybody did 60. I'll do 60. Okay, here we go. I got to pull, pull it back. Bitch clock. You have 60 seconds to bitch. David Ross is going to win manager of the year despite himself because the man does everything possible to lose baseball games. And yet he has talented enough players that they make up for it for him in the end. What on yes. earth are we doing pinch hitting Miles Mastroboni so that he can bunt over two batters in, the, in a game where you need a big inning? Like that worked out for you only because the Reds can't field and threw the ball away. Like, congratulations, that's great, but that's not actual seconds. good management or anything else. What is how, what is this bullpen usage? Why is Shane Green here? Like Shane Green, was, was he literally just a decoy to convince people that you had some sort of opener situation and they could prep for Shane Green and then, no, will you Shane Green when we're up eight tomorrow? Gotcha. <laughs> like, this is not a game of gotcha. You need to, and last but not least, David Ross is a terrible manager of people. Imagine you're Alexander Canario you're living your dream, and your manager says, yeah, that dude's just at the back of the line for the foreseeable future. It's Stop your bitching. Oh, that was good. Long that live good. the queen. <laughs> that you, was you nailed it. You just it, nailed it every time. I almost forgot the Alexander Canario thing. I was like, oh, yeah, I got I to gotta get that in there. And, and that Canario point is brilliant, too, because, yeah, the he gets called up finally, and has David Ross even talked to him? Because he's acting like, oh, he's at the back of the depth lineup of the behind Miles Masterboni. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Miles Masterboni is getting at bats, and Alexander Canario is on the bench. It is just wild. Yeah, Bill says uh, Sarah the winner and still champion. I'm. Yeah, add. I think so. Um, yeah, it's it's wild, and you know, I didn't really know who Shane Green was at all, but I still speaking- don't. Yeah, exactly. I'm not <laughs> sure who he is, but I will put up his numbers just so everybody can see him. He's been around a long time. He came up with the Yankees in 2014 at age 25. He's now 34 after being on the Tigers for a long time. That's where I kind of remember him from uh, Atlanta, and which I don't really remember. And then he was with the Dodgers and then back to the Yankees. So, um, so yeah, what, what do you think? A decoy? You think he might have been a you're you're muted again, Sarah. My apologies. Uh, yeah, I think that's exactly what they were doing. I think that they were trying to be like, Shane Green's going to be the opener. That's who you would prep for. And then they just don't use him for the whole game. And they think they're clever. And I think that's amateur hour. I we're, This is the big leagues. Like, you don't need to be playing around with like, maybe it's this guy. Maybe it's that guy. I mean, the Giants are doing the same thing. They haven't announced their starter for tomorrow. Or, or they have before we had started this show it's like oh well you can't scout us because we're not going to tell you until the last minute well i was listening to uh the giants broadcast today and uh he was they were saying that they they didn't know (laughs) they were like i guess it's a bullpen game i guess it's a bullpen game so not even the announcers really have a a real good feel for what the giants are doing right now well and we kind of 
I was kind of a surprise to all of us when we threw Quas out there the other day as the opener, and then using Wisniewski, who and then was, pulled him with two outs. Yeah, two, two outs. They pull him, and you know one thing about that two out because one of the bitch clock topics being the pulling a guy with two outs. You know, I think a lot of that is the is trying to get away from the three batter rule. I think that's it's trying to manipulate that situation. It doesn't always make sense that way. No, it doesn't make any sense at all. Like, well, you could maybe not use. Well, basically, you could maybe not bring him back out. Like, let's say then your team comes up and scores ten runs, then maybe take him out of the game and pull. Yeah, put in Shane Green. You know what I mean? Like, well, but it, I don't but know. It seems to be in these but. situations where you kind of un like you sort of understand it. It's just, it seems like all the decisions are predetermined. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like, which is why this whole manager of the year talk is so frustrating because it doesn't seem like he's actually managing. It seems like he has a spreadsheet of predetermined situations. And then he just goes to those and it could be the handedness thing too. You know, they got, uh, he's got 4% better, uh, you know, stats against the lefty or the righty or this guy versus that guy. And so instead of just saying, let's not bring in a new guy to a dirty inning, let's let our guy finish it. They're bringing these guys in and it doesn't work that often. You know, I mean, we had a number of very, noticeable times when that didn't work. Uh, Tyone the other day, he had two outs. He could have gotten out of that and finished that up. Uh, and no, they pull him. What is it? Merriweather came in with, uh, I think with a guy on at second base, you know, that ultimately scored. Uh, when Alzali came in in the eighth inning with bases loaded, you know, it's like, that's just such a hard situation to come in and these guys are so tired. Like it just doesn't make any sense, but it really does feel like, man, that, that alarm goes off every time two outs shows up and they're just looking for a reason to get a new pitcher in there. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to take one more, just really quick 30 second commercial break for the Cubs PS plus podcast. And then we're going to talk about some of these teams we're going to face this week. And uh, don't forget that tonight uh, for all of our Patreon subscribers, subscribers, we will be over on the discord little post game show and, uh, or, or hangout, I should say, not a show, but, um, We'll be right back. Do you ever find yourself longing for long walks and talks about catcher metrics? How about a coffee over run differential? Maybe a candlelit dinner dissecting what exactly is the curious case of Miles Masturboni? If you have, I have just the place for you. The Cubs PS Plus podcast. Come join us. Cubs PS Plus, a Northside numbers game, can be found wherever it is you get your podcasts. And on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, all at Cubs PS Plus. A spin on the baseball metric, OPS Plus. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. We are back. Um, what happened to Sarah? She just she's like, you know what? I don't want to talk about what's coming up. It's, it's too uh, she's, <clears throat> her camera. I think just turned off or something. Yeah. Maybe she's doing. She she's probably having to 
research the third quarterback on the Cincinnati Bengals right now. Oh, that's now, right. So. I, for, I forgot she's doing uh, – She's in the middle of that draft. draft so. Yeah. So um, we're playing really important teams right now. The Giants, they handled today. They shut them out. They got two more against them. We have no idea who we're going to throw out. Uh, or who they're going to throw out. We're going to throw out Hendo and Wicks, which I think you, we all feel pretty good about. Um, Wicks was a little shakier in the in his second start than he was in the first one, of course, because, you know, obviously he was great in that first one. Um, so, you know, I'm just hoping for something in between those two, and he's going to be great. Yeah, and uh, the Giants, I mean, they picked up a couple of guys in that waiver situation, with, and I think that's kind of interesting. So did the Reds, and the Giants and the Reds are pretty much that. I think they have the exact same record. Right? Yeah, I was really surprised to see Paul DeJong on this team. Yeah, because was was he one of the waiver dudes that came through? I think so. I don't know. Like, I feel like Paul DeJong has been on like three different teams this year. Either way, the, it, it, even if it's not a waiver situation, the, it's a middling team. The Giants, they don't feel like a playoff team except for a couple of guys that are really good. And then they just have, like, dudes that, like, f- are filling in, you know, like, oh, we had this weakness, so we'll get Paul DeJean. <laughs> you know, like, that's kind of how it feels with the Giants. I, um, they they don't impress me. They've not been good. Uh, we're 2-1 and one Yeah, again. he – that's why he was so familiar. He was with Toronto when we played Toronto just last month. We, oh, the, we just played him. Yeah, um, we just played him. That's why I was like, wow. So he was with St. Louis to start the year, then Toronto, and now he's with San Francisco. So they're scuffling. They just lost three or four to the Padres before losing us to us today. And um, then we got the Diamondbacks, which I guess – you're going to throw a sod out there. You got to, and I think he's just in the rotation now. And then, uh, yeah. And then a, I don't know what on Friday, maybe a bullpen kind of game again. And then, um, unless you're going to let Smiley start it, which nobody wants. And then you come back around to steal and Hendo. And this is a Diamondbacks team that was flying high at the beginning of the year. And they've come way back down to earth. They're only 18 and 28 since the all-star break. They got swept by the Dodgers. They lost two or three to Baltimore, and uh, they're playing Colorado at home right now. I don't know what they're doing, but they got to come out here from uh, the West Coast to, to face us. The only guy we're not going to face is Zach Davies. They got some good pitching. We'll probably face Gallon and Merrill Kelly. And um, yeah, Gallon's one of those guys in the in the Cy Young talk. I think yeah, Sarah, he is. am i right about no that? he is yeah absolutely sarah but, gave me the thumbs up so she's i don't know because she's working on the the football draft giant <laughs> sorry i'm multitasking i apologize <laughs> no but the giants and the d-backs we haven't faced the d-backs this year at all haven't seen them but they've been doing bad i mean once again the dodgers are on top of that division i mean the cubs i don't know i just like the way we're playing right now we I don't see why we can't win all these games, why all these games should not be winnable games. Oh, oh, for sure. And the only, I mean, I'm not sure why we couldn't have swept that Brewer series. I'm not sure why Why we we couldn't have the Reds swept the Reds series because 
all very, very tight games. Now, uh, I think Wheelow said that it, it did feel like uh, playoff baseball, and it really does because right now it is all about the pitchers. The pitchers seem the, – the winning, right, is the pitchers dominating Alfie. Sorry, you're wrong. Swanson. Swanson and Horner fucked that game up for Tyone. Yeah, you know, so well that's you're talking about the Monday the Brewers. I'm talking Monday, about the yeah. Brewer the no. Brewers game that we lost was that that's on that is squarely on the shoulders of uh Swanson and Horner. Tyone sucked on their, their errors about gave the Reds game. Yeah. Tyone just gave up dinger after dinger yeah, after he's dinger. Talking about the back and the Cubs back. won. Yeah. But honestly, did not deserve to. Yeah. Either way, like Ty- Tyone, you makes you got you guys making some mistakes on the field that might screw you up and everything. That might let a run or two in, but it's on you now to strike out the side and and uh, pick up your I, teammates. I understand you know, that. Tyone's not ne- that guy. He's not a stopper. He's not that good. He's been having a terrible. No, year. he's not that good. But he's he's. This is the thing that drives me nuts for some reason because Tyone has a name that that people for whatever reason put some sort of like importance to. Everybody gets pissed off every time he does something. He's a fucking fifth starter. And as a fifth starter, he's fine. He's a fucking fifth starter. That's just what he does. He was supposed to be. He's getting paid $17 million. He's getting paid like a number two. He's not, though. And if you want to fucking make your life miserable by saying, you know what? He's making enough money. He should be doing. No. His job is to go out there and not, not get completely hammered so that the Cubs hopefully can come back in the end of the game. That's his only job. If he does better than that, great. But that's it. He's a fifth starter. That's that's all. And for whatever reason, Cubs fans can't get it out of their head that he's he wasn't Not signed for a that. Fifth starter. Yeah, no, I know he is pitching like he's pitching like a sixth starter. He's pitching like a guy that needs to get bo- moved to the bullpen, and they won't do it, you know, because they're paying him too much, and they need him to work out because he was supposed to be an innings eater. He's not even doing that, you know. It's not like he's giving up four runs and he's got an ERA in the fours. Like that would have been like, oh yeah, we signed this guy. He's going six, seven innings, gives up four or five runs each time. The you know the offense got their work cut out for him, and he's not even doing that he's i disagree with everyone on tyone he is not a great pitcher but he is everybody's losing their fucking i saw somebody in uh on reddit the other day asking if who was worse chatwood or tyone what the who the fuck even thinks chatwood could hold a candle to what tyone's doing right now chatwood had 98 walks in 100 innings like what the? <laughs> it's like yeah, Chatwood didn't give up home runs. You know why? The ball has to be near the plate for the batter to hit the ball. So, That's a good point. Yeah. Come on, Ty- Tyone is fine. He is not good, but he's fine. When he goes out there, you get what you expect every fucking time. And if no, you don't. They played the game. If they managed this fucking game. With that in mind, which it feels like they kind of are right now, then you'll win some of these games, even when he's out there pitching. But if you go out and fucking uh, Nico Horner and Dansby Swanson, the best middle infield in all of baseball, 
you know, screw up and it leads to four runs. And now you're expecting this guy who everybody hates, but you're expecting the guy who everybody thinks is so terrible to be able to handle it after those guys fuck up. You can't have both. He's either the worst pitcher ever, or you have to let him have some leeway when his defense screws him. No, but it's every freaking game. There's something going on with that guy. I'm just saying. It's like, Look, I'm not a fan. I don't want... The other day, two solo shots, terrible. The other one was a, was a two-run homer, but then he settled down. And honestly, they leave him in the game instead of fucking dumping him with two outs. I think there's a better chance that he gets out of that inning than I think it was Merriweather who came in. So, again, then you're at three three runs instead of the five that uh, he ended up giving up because of uh, a two-out pitching change. He's not good. I'm, I'm, I'm not arguing that he's I'm, I'm good. Buying, what I'm, I'm arguing buying. is that he's not this fucking, like, garbage heap Chatwood type pitcher. He's not. He is a fifth starter, and as a fifth starter, he's fine. Terry E. points out that Tyone is undefeated on the 35th of the month. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, look, it, but it's so funny because now everybody, like, loves to give me shit like, oh, you love Tyone. Like, he, I, I literally just hate how everybody has turned this into Tyone is, like, is like literally Chatwood when that's not the case at all. He's just, he is a not very good pitcher, but he's a consistent pitcher. And if you just deal with the consistencies that he gives you, you can, yeah. you can win those games. You just have to deal with the fact that he's consistently bad and you need to put up 15 runs when he starts. But he's, <laughs> he's consistently bad to this, to the tune of four or five runs every single time. Like if you know that sometimes seven and, or eight, if it's the and, Phillies and it's great American ballpark, five runs in great American ballpark is three runs anywhere else. You cannot spot the opposition five plus runs and hope you're going to win. I don't know. Now I, you can, you can just like believe they, they, that you're never going to win on tie on day. That's fine, but you cannot spot the opposition five plus runs and think you're going to win. I mean, that's but that's basically what you're doing when he goes goes out there. You don't. I, have, I know. <laughs> like I'm just saying that you can plan for it because it is so fucking like it just happens every single time. You can plan for what he's about to do. And put your best guys out there and try to win. You know, it's look, he's not a good pitcher, but he's not the worst pitcher out there. there are a lot worse pitchers, and he's fine. He's fine. He's literally just fine if you can deal with him being a fifth starter instead of wanting him to be the third that he's never going to be. Yeah, David Elliott uh, points out that you're consistent. What you're is is you're on your take of Tyone and Smiley being consistently bad. Um, I've got the perfect. no Sm- Smiley. I thought was terrible to start the season. He became great, and I had to fucking cover every goddamn one of his uh, starts, his wins. And then I I got on board, and as soon as I got on board, Smiley fucking sucked again. Smiley drives me insane. <laughs> well, I've got the perfect shirt to get you this Christmas. Uh, check this one out. I just found this online. <laughs> J- Jameson says, Jameson Tyone loving on Valentine's Day with a with a baseball bat. <laughs> I don't know how, how this even exists, but it does. 
<laughs> oh my god, that's AI listening to your listening to this conversation. <laughs> it is. So, um, hey, if you want to hear what's going on all week with the Cubs, listen to Cubs Pod. And in order to listen to Cubs Pod, you have to be a Patreon member. So go to patreon.com slash sunranto and sign up and you get the daily show brought to you every single day. And uh, you don't want to miss it because we're in a pennant race, people. Also, me and Sarah have a show called The Bleacher Bunch, and that's found uh, on our RSS feed, which is Bleacher Bunch. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can listen to The Bleacher Bunch. Sun Ranto show is put out through there, too. Um, but it is not early and ad-free as it is for our Patreon people. Um, announcements. Well, I'm still running that video contest, and uh, – this is going to be one of the prizes of the video contest. I'm going to show it down here. It's covered in hold on. Here we go. It is a Justin Steele autographed photo. So make all you got to do is make a video and tag me in it of any Bleacher Bum Band song. They're all on Facebook Reels. They're on the Instagram Reels. They're on the 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 TikTok for the kids. Um, and you just make a you just make a video, anything Cubs related or not. And you could win this Justin Steele and a song written for you for the event of your choice by me. Um, a lot of birthdays right now. I got to point out that Stuart McVicker from club 400, his birthday is on Thursday and we're all going to be hanging out with Sean Dunstan on Thursday. So that'd be fun out of club oh, 400. Cool. Yeah, uh, I wrote. Uh, I'm writing Sean Dunstan a song right now. Um, to Man Eater. Sean Eater. Yeah, Sean Eater. I'm kind of thinking <laughs> of abandoning it and doing something else, but that's all I thought of so far. And um, also Corey Finneran from IVMV, his birthday's this week. Uh, Dallas from Australia, ranter from way back, uh, international ranter. Janice Griffin just had a birthday, and Morgan Huang on the rancher calendar. I don't know Morgan, but it's her birthday. And also, we're celebrating Dan Nielsen's birthday on September 20th. RIP Dan. We miss you very much, and so we're going to go to the bleachers with your family and friends and hang out and um, toast you from the bleachers. So I'm going to drop a link right now in the chat to that event. All you got to do is buy yourself a uh, bleacher ticket and uh, come hang out with us in the bleachers. We'll have more information on that Facebook event where we'll be and what we'll be doing beforehand and during the g- the game. So um, why don't we give away the Patreon prize of the month right now? And, yeah, and I it. forgot to give the Amazon prize of the month it, for those that shop at Amazon. Let, let's, let's put the Amazon to the next time. Oh, that's the one I thought you were about to do. I always okay. love the Amazon because I love seeing what people are buying. Okay. All right. We'll do the Amazon one. We'll do them all. <laughs> we'll, let's, let's give away some stuff tonight. Let's Go give away, away everything. Um, all right. I'm going to share the – it's the number picker wheel. So how this works, everybody, is there were 55 at, items bought at sunranto.com slash stuff through our link that are there on Amazon. So um, one of these numbers are going to win – and let's say number 33 wins. Well, the number 33 item that was purchased, that's the winner. And then you're going to win a really cute thermos that I will show you in a second, but it's just out of arm's reach. So here we go. Let's pick it. 
Let's spin the wheel. Let's see who's going to win from the people that cert- that shop at Amazon or, sorry, sunranted.com slash stuff. It's number 38. Number 38. What are we going to get here? All right. So number 38 is. I'm literally excited. Like, this is one of my favorite parts of the show. <laughs> number 38 is the Go Tags stainless steel pet ID tags. So whoever oh. bought your pet a stainless steel ideal tags, uh, ID tags, you are the winner. Congratulations. Somebody went on a massive like pet pet stuff buying spree. I was looking through all those things. Lots of pet stuff. I'm going to show you what you won. Isn't this cute? Little thermos man. Oh, look at that. You can fill that with like peanut butter and your dog, your dog will just will love chew it. it all up. All day long. Um, (laughs) So now let's give away the Patreon prize of the month. This is the prize that goes to um, just one of our patrons. And uh, thank you so much for all of you that subscribe to us. There are perks at every single level. If you are a Patreon subscriber and like what we do already, and you're like, you know what? I should give those guys more money. You know what? You should. (laughs) Up your your pledge. Why not? Tell Um, Tell your friends. That like how much joy you get over giving us two dollars. Yeah, and trust me, we really need the money. I just sent Michael Cotton fifty bucks today. Tickets and beer. Tickets so here we beer. go. I'm giving a spin. The winner's gonna win a in the clutch T-shirt. Shop it in the clutch. The winner is Jane Finneran. Congratulations. Oh, that's that is Corey's. This, mother is yeah, that not it's Corey's mom I, yeah that's awesome <laughs> that's freaking well, great thank you jane yeah thanks jane and, and now I'll, I'll be contacting you for, it's um, really nice to know that when ivy envy got off the you know quit doing podcasts she shifted her allegiances directly over to us <laughs> <laughs> we're the only game in town so uh i i anybody have any tfcs I have two left over. I have one. Okay, so I'll Sweet. I'll go first. This has to do with the Malort that we drank out of ashtrays at Binsky's Bar in Cincinnati. Mark Edwards Edelstein says, that's even better than Skyline Chili. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, I would eat the Skyline Chili out of the ashtray as well. I personally like Skyline. I think it's pretty good. Okay. Um, this is more of a, a meme or whatever popped up today after uh justin Steele got i believe it was his 11th strikeout which was his high i think he ended with 12 but he he screamed he looked out and screamed and somebody put on there mom made pizza rolls as if he's getting very very excited for pizza rolls Very nice. And then uh, this last one is also a, kind of a, a photograph. I saw this the other day when I, I uh, was reading the news, woke up only to see that uh, Sarah's favorite ball player from Cub <laughs> teams past, Wilson Contreras, had homered twice with his parents in attendance. And um, I think his parents were probably pretty shocked to see that he looked exactly like um, Lars Newpar. Is that Lars Newbar? I, I have no idea. I don't even know who that is. I don't is. think it's Lars Newbar. Is that who? Who is that? I have no idea. Not Lars Newbar. I don't know who that is. I. Nars um, Lupar? Not 
some, but I don't know. It looks like he might be wearing, I can't tell. It, 19 yeah. 13 certainly something. isn't wilson contreras but i i love handlebar when... snookers i don't yeah. know they that's not wilson contreras no, we know that. <laughs> Def, the one thing we do know is it is not wilson contreras and i will say the only way i know that is because uh he's not wearing yellow ronald mcdonald gloves <laughs> it's the new style um ha- hashtag chance in the chat i forgot we're giving away yet one more thing and that is we're, we're being told it is Tommy Edmond. Oh, good for him. By Terry E, who uh, coincidentally, the E stands for Edmund. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Oh, I got to stop. Hold on. Wait, that's the wrong thing. I have to stop sharing to reshare. Okay, here we go. And we have the, where is the chance? The giveaway. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's. I got too many tabs open. Here we go. <laughs> it's going. It's going. The winner oh, is of names. the Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom is David Lieb. Congratulations. I said, Tim DeHate almost won. Did you see that there? Yep, I saw that. Yeah. Tim DeHate, I, he came up and introduced himself to me in Cincinnati. Just like Danny Rocket. I was like, hey. And he's like, Tim DeHate. And I was like, Danny Rocket. And then we sit there stood there for about and then you stood there awkwardly looking at each other like uh yeah i'm on a (laughs) yeah like oh you're tim dade and like ah so you're danny huh yeah (laughs) i remember you from such places as the internet so no it's (laughs) it's always nice to meet people that you only met on the internet it is i'll say that i i will say it is fun to meet people out in the real world but there is always sort of that awkward right after you introduce yourselves because then it's like oh yeah i know you from twitter or i know you from uh you know the discord channel or something but then you're like oh but i don't know you this is odd (laughs) so it's there should be some sort of a tv show where people just where they film uh internet friends meeting for the first time that's not a bad idea so, or, or like make people that are fighting on the internet meet in person, like you just find like people fighting on, on some Facebook meme and like get them together. That's actually an even better idea, yeah. Danny. Like we need to pitch that. That's a good one. Yeah. So, uh, there's the show and we're going to hang out on the discord a little bit. Uh, thanks Sarah for being here tonight. Um, I, I know that you're a busy woman. And, hold hold uh, on, Sarah. How has the draft pop in here before you we get out of here? How has the draft been going? How are you feeling about your team? Pretty good. Um, I was drafting third, and this is a no kicker league, uh, but we have team defense, so feel like I did all right. Um, wound up with hold on. How many Chicago Bears did you draft? I think I did draft a couple of Chicago Bears, but none of they're not. It is definitely not the focus of my whole thing here. Um, well, you're looking. I, I got to point out. David Elliott points out to us that they do have a show about <laughs> internet people meeting each other. It's called "To Catch a Predator." <laughs> fair, that's fair. not that's not wrong. So, I mean, I'm sure uh, Chicago fans won't love this. My quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. I have Christian McCaffrey, um, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. AJ nice. Dillon, 
My defense is Dallas. I, I feel good about this team. This team's all right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got Patrick Mahomes right off top. I'm assuming that was your first pick. No, my first pick was Christian McCaffrey. I think I took Mahomes in the third or fourth. Oh, okay. So, oh, you know what? My neighbor was telling me this, that like quarterbacks weren't the first pick, which kind of blew my mind because back in the day, it used to be running backs and then it went to quarterbacks. And I guess now it's wide receivers are the first pick. Yeah. Well, in a lot of leagues are like, you get points for per reception. So wide receivers wind up getting a ton of, a ton of extra runs. I need to get back into fantasy football and pick running backs and quarterbacks and just dominate everybody. That's what I yeah zig when they zag, Michael. That's what I say. <laughs> so, um, well, well, we'll be back next week with another show. I think it's on Sunday. There's a one Monday one coming up, but, uh, I'll let everybody know, but, um, Thanks for being with us, and uh, we'll see you over on the Discord. Uh, Spagog, y'all. Thanks for being with us. Spagog! Hartnett, Ernie Banks, Ryan Sanford, Solly Drake, Sammy Sosa, Fergie Jenkins, Anthony Rizzo, Billy Williams, Andre Dawson, Jason Kendall, Davey Johnson, Roger Strisney, Nick Martini, Carlos Soprano. Kerry Wood, Frank Chance, Charlie Root, Bill Hans, Mark Grace, Leon Durham, Ted Lily, Sparky Adams, Johnny Evers, Bob Rush, Jody Davis, Guy Bush, Manny Trio, Eddie Stanky, Billy Herman, Hank White. Chicago Fire, and just kept on burning from the south to Irving. In the Chicago Fire, Ringley would have burnt up, but it wasn't built yet. Johnny Kling, Lenny Randall, Jeno Tang, Jimmy Ryan, Aaron Heilman, Bill Madlock, Mark Pryor, Jack Fister, Lon Warnicke, Chris Bryant, Stan Hack, Side Block, Lou Johnson, and Brock, Ron Say, Vic Keen, Dexter Fowler, Willie Green, Kevin Foster, Sheriff Blake, Ryan Dempster, Sammy Drake, Bill Lee, Rick Sutcliffe, Jimmy Slagle, Lee Smith, Ray Sanchez, Mike Perez, Aramis Ramirez, Chicago Fire. I just kept on burning from the south to Worthing In the Chicago fire Wrigley would have burnt up but it wasn't built yet Larry French, Derek Lee, Kenny Lawson, King Kelly, Mel Hall, Cleo James, Rick Russell Jr. Lake Cap Benson, Hippo Vaughn, Gary Matthews, Gene Mock, John Lester, ML Cush, Harry Steinfeld, Glendon Rush uh-oh, Kiki, Kyler, Tom Burns, Greg Maddox, Pete Lacotte, Doug Glendale, Les Man, Bobby Scales, and Scanlon, Hank Sauer, Kyle Hendricks, Larry Jackson, Bill Pappas, Jake Fox, and Arietta, Phil Cavaretta. Chicago Fire had just kept on burning from the south and Worthing. In the Chicago Fire, Wrigley would have burnt up, but it wasn't built yet. Terrence Gore, Sam Full, Bruce Souter, Travis Wood, Jeff Reed, Bill Creek, Larry Cox, and Schlafly, Sergio Alcantara, Steve Lake, Albert Almora, Dave Clark, King Cole, Marlon Bird, Ron Santo, Bob Fuel, Steve Trout, John Baker, Three Finger Brown, Rick Monday, Cal McVay, Jeff Pico, Felix, PA. Chicago Fire. I just kept on burning from the south to Irving In the Chicago fire 
Wrigley would have burnt up, but it wasn't built yet. Ed Rulebach, Bill Dolan, El Tapini, Zimmerman, Ray Mac, Max Black, Matt Stairski, and Hap, Andy Popko, Marvel Wynn, Mitch and Otto Williams, Scott Bullman and Sanderson, Bob O'Farrell, Rick Wilkins, Dance Me Swanson, Silver Flint, Javi Baez, Danny French, Chad Dan, Peaches Graham, Ray Grimes, Dennis Lamb, Jimmy Shecker, Bobby Bonds, Larry Boa, Jim Edmonds, Chris Morrell, Hiram Bithorn, Brian LaHair, Daryl Ward. Chicago Fire had just kept on burning from the south to Irving. Then the Chicago Fire would have burned the Cubs in 